Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Blue Jackets. The greatest Blue Jackets themed podcast of all time. Joining me today is Hefty Duck, the greatest duck of all time. My name is Kevin. We're going to talk about our favorite hockey team, the beloved team in Union Blue, the Columbus Blue Jackets. CBJ! 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 Let's go, dude. I cannot wait for October, man. I've been seeing all sorts of these cool pictures online um, from this, like, the what do they call it? Uh, it's the Cap City, uh, oh, Cap City Elite League. You've seen all that stuff on Twitter and whatnot? Yeah. They got, like, Corrales down there. Uh, Nyquist, I think, was there. At Cam Atkinson, Boone Jenner, Sean Corrales. A <laughs> uh, bunch of awesome uh Awesome pictures I've seen out there. Uh, I think most of them from the wonderful one and only Danny Smith at Danny yeah. Smith, I believe. Yeah. Uh, great photographer. I think an uh, official photographer for the Blue Jackets. If not, should be. Um, yeah. But yeah, dude, that's been really cool looking. It's um, apparently entry is free. I honestly might have to go drive down for a, a day or two next week. I heard Line A and um, Cylinder are on rosters, but they have not played yet. It's, it's basically if you have played for the Blue Jackets, you at some point they're going to play. That's basically okay. what it is. Right on. Well, so I saw it was a J, JC Campagne um, that was like uh, helping to do this, uh, set this up as well. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I can dig it. I love seeing extra stuff like that. You know, I don't. It's by no means a requirement for anybody, and it's nice seeing a, a summer league locally because JC Campania uh, was saying how he had to drive like three hours to go to like um go to his old league, and he's like that's so ridiculous for like a game or two. Yeah. So good to see, good to see. Anyway, how you been, Kev? Oh, Have a good week here. Yeah, I've been good. Um... <clears throat> I was hung, hanging out with my brother and his his wife and my nieces, and uh, saw his dog Cooper. So that was fun. Ooh, and, nice. Um, got my hotel for my trip to Columbus in October. Nice. So that's Hell yeah. good. I uh, just got to wait for the si- single game tickets to go on sale, for then I can fully say that I'm going. Right. Um, because it's always been like this. It's like because obviously I've said on the show many times I don't live in Columbus or Ohio, and so because of that, when the single game tickets go on sale, it's like one of those things that gets me excited. All right, you, you see it on like Twitter or something. The Blue Jackets post it: single game tickets now on sale, and I'm like, yay! <laughs> and then I click the link, and it's like, oh, never mind. It's only open to people from Ohio for like the first three days, and then it opens up to everyone else. It's like, oh. Damn, I gotta wait three more days. All right, <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But I'll get them. I'll get them eventually. I, I feel I don't feel your pain because I do live in Ohio, but I understand that can be very frustrating. We're all like, I'm so excited. Like, yeah, as soon as like I'm able to 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 get some tickets, like that's my plan this year. Um, unfortunately, I just live just too far, just barely too far away to be able to do season tickets. I mean, I just can't plan on. Yeah. on that is that's a lot of games. I mean, I went last year. I went to like eleven or twelve games, 
And like, I, while, so like, unless I'm going to do like a half, like, and, and, you know, if you're thinking about season tickets out there, there's definitely some benefits to it. Not to like, we're not affiliated by any means with the blue jackets. No. Right. But um, like they, they have like little, like, um, like fan appreciation things for, for different, like if you get full season tickets, you get like all the goodies, you get meet and greets and whatnot. Same with like half season. So if I get a quarter season anyway, I might as well. Ju- like I'm not going to get all those benefits as much, so I might as well just uh, keep buying some tickets until I move a little closer to Columbus one day. One day. That's the thing is people keep calling because my dad's the one that buys the tickets, and people keep calling him, and he's like, "Well, we love the Blue Jackets, and thank you for calling us about season tickets. We'd love to, but like we live seven hours away, so it just doesn't really make." A lot of sense, but yeah. thanks, thanks for thinking about us, though. Yeah, right. I mean, and so I've, I've also kind of okay. So this that's actually going to lead me into my next topic real quick. I've also thought about because I am about a half hour, forty five minutes closer to C- Cleveland. I thought about getting some monster uh, season tickets. They're a little bit cheaper, um, you know, than the, than the Blue Jackets are, um, and you could get like. Front row seats, you know, basically. Um, speaking of the monsters, that's why it leads me to that topic. Um, many people might have seen it on Twitter today. The monsters changed their colors. They're no longer wine and gold. Um, well, I call it wine and gold because that's what the Cavs called it. But they were then they have basically Cavs colors with the black. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, which they, makes sense. I mean, they literally <clears throat> they literally play in the same building. You know, yeah. it's kind of a Cleveland thing. Um, Although, you know, I got the Guardians with the red, white, and blue, and the Browns. But, um, yeah, so that I thought that was really cool. So you're actually wearing the reverse retro, which um, kind of, in a way, matches the new uh, Monsters uh, uh, logo. Yes. Because uh, they chose black and blue. Yes. Um, <laughs> I saw someone post today. Man, I wish I could credit you. Um I saw someone post today, a black and blue, what reminders of last season or something like that. And I'm like, ouch. Yeah. No, but you're right. You're right. I am wearing the retro jersey today. So this was like their old colors. This is a puck I got. This is not exactly their logo, I don't think. I just yeah. like this puck a lot. Yeah. And so you can kind of see, you know, there's the gold and maroon and whatnot. But. Yep, I am wearing the retro jersey. So that's right. pretty dope. Yeah. Pretty excited to see some Monsters games yeah. this year as well. Always love going to them. They're 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 such a different vibe. I mean, you got some of the same players, you know, that you see up on the NHL team, but um, it's just more relaxed. I don't know how to say it. It's just yeah. more like you know. It, there's a lot of families there. I, I think with their kids more often as well. Yeah. Um, so it's just pretty neat to go. Um, looking forward to that here. Yeah. The, uh, next year. I see. When I saw that jersey, that blue jersey that the Monsters wore this past season when they played outside of Cleveland, yeah. I thought, oh my god, that is so fucking cool. And and I saw that logo in that jersey, and I'm thinking to myself. Man, that'd be so cool if they made that like their their new jersey and new logo and everything. Yeah. And sure enough, they, that's what they did today. Is that blue jersey that they wore 
this past season for their outdoor game is now their home jersey, and that logo that's on that blue jersey is now their main logo. And it's just so fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. I just love it. It's just so damn cool. And it's the blue, it's a different shade of blue that the monsters use, but it's very similar yeah. to this shade of blue right here. It's a slightly blue. more like paler than that. Like yeah. maybe I like a little white to that blue, and you yeah. have it. Yeah. It's but, but they look so cool. I, I really want one of those jerseys. The oh, old ones were like okay, but like I don't know. I and they sold out pretty like people tried buying those and they sold out pretty quickly. Yeah. And you know, and the monster's like, well, well, basically the monster, we'll get back, we'll get some back when we can, because they were just selling them like crazy. But it's just a great look, and I'm glad that the monsters are doing it and have that as their new look because it's just yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see them only like on, on the ice with the full uniform and everything. They have like a like a so they're they have a white one and a black one that has like their old logo with the new colors. Because um, so they did something interesting with this um with their logo as well too. So the monster used to kind of like give you like a side eye kind of look, and now it's facing you head on and like looking at you like from the shirt. I think that's pretty neat too. I think that's kind of funny. Um, dig it, love it. Um, it's just pretty awesome. Can't wait to see more of it as well. Great luck. Uh, so yeah, that's a little bit of monster stuff. We'll go. We'll talk a little bit about some other leagues here in a, in, a, in a bit as well, um, because there's some other interesting news uh, that was out there. But first, just want to do uh, talk a little bit. Um, or actually, I'm sorry. I just wanted to thank uh, uh, Kenny McCudden. I, I hope I'm saying your name right. Uh, he's a skating and skills coach uh, for the Blue Jackets. Was he resigned um, to pursue other endeavors? He had been with the Jackets um, for quite a while. Um, was it five years? Eight. Eight. Okay. Um, and and he had been with some other like minor league teams. I think before that. And so, uh, thanks for, you know, everything. Thanks for the last few years there, uh, Kenny. I uh, hope you do better in your future. Or not better. You hope you do just as well in your future endeavors uh, and whatnot as well. So Kenny McCutton was doing stuff with the Blackhawks before the Blue Jackets got him. Oh. So that, okay. obviously, the Blackhawks were really good back then. So that was a good move by the Blue Jackets to get him. Yeah. Huh. I, I read an article about it, but I... You know, I, I'm busy. I get busy, and, you know, I just kind of <sighs> forgot everything I read. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, so there's another coaching position open. Uh, speaking of open positions at the Blue Jackets, once again, we're, we're not, as, like, affiliated with the Blue Jackets by any means, but I have to mention this because if anyone out there is interested, I would love to see people I know being part of the CBJ promo team. Applications are open. You can go be part of the cannon crew, security. Um, the, the throw the T-shirts in the crowd. Yeah, the whole, like, yeah, the, the like the party people there, you know, having a good time. Um, that looks sweet. Honestly, if I lived closer, I would. See, the thing is, though, when I go to the games, I'd want to just sit and watch the games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I feel the cannon crew, you kind of can just stand there and watch, you know, because you don't, you know. And then when they score, you get to dance around, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that would be pretty fun. I'd totally get into that. Like pretty See, good too. And the, the people who throw the shirts in the crowd, they've actually joined the marches I've done the last two years with Stinger. Nice. That's one of the things that the Blue Jackets have really pushed for when they've been involved with it. Dude. I could totally see myself working next to Stinger. <laughs> uh, that's just funny. You, 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 yeah. just, you walk around with him and, you know, he does shenanigans like, you know, silly string on people not wearing Blue Jackets jerseys. And stuff. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> why are they there? Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. So, like, if that sounds like something you're interested in, check out the, the official Blue Jackets website. Um it's like NHL.com slash Blue Jackets or something like that. Uh, once again, we promote the Blue Jackets, but we are not affiliated with them. No. Just a disclaimer. <laughs> Don't, because um, then, you know, some people out there in this world will be on your ass about it. And it's like, right. you don't have to be like that. Trust yeah. us. Trust <laughs> us on this one. You know, if we were associated with the Blue Jackets, we'd oh, tell you. It'd be tattooed on my forehead. Yeah. We, we we tell you, we tell you. But oh shit! Stay tuned to later in the show, and you know I'm gonna have Hefty Duck put the video of the march up on the screen, and the video of me and a picture of me with David Savard when he played with the Blue Jackets. Hell yeah, I will do that. So I'm gonna pull up something here, um, shortly, right after I read this ad. So, um. For any audio listeners out there, uh, I do like a little like um, transition video here. So that's what you're hearing with these sound effects. Sorry that you can't see it, but thank you for listening. Um, and I'll be on the other side of this. Excuse me. I don't know why I had the yawns. I'm not even tired. Anyway, new customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Just bet $5 and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-80-NY or text hope NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in West Virginia, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.100gambler.net. Uh, all games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casinos at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but ages vary. By jurisdiction, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per, per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10-plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.com. I'm sorry, sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Now, after all that word salad, which I am required to read. I'm not reading that just for fun, so everyone knows. <laughs> um, yes, use code THPN there. A um, bunch of baseball stuff going on. Uh, love to see it. All-Star game was just last night. I, I watched a bit of it, but I didn't pay attention. I don't even know who won. 
Um, this is the first time in over 10 years that the National League won. It's rigged. It's, you know. Oh, three to two. That's it. I did see every run scored then. Basically. Huh. So, so basically, um, yeah, it was 2013, the last time a, the National League won the All won the All Star game. But that's no longer a thing because now, ten years later, they've done it. I don't know. Maybe in 2033, they'll do it again. You know the way things <laughs> are going. I don't know. Did you say 2003 or 2013? 2013 is the last. Oh. 2013 was the last time they did it before last night. Well, congrats to him, I guess. I mean, you know, I got to call up the uh, wonderful uh, Jose Ramirez, who was sent by the Cleveland Guardians there, one of my favorite players of all times. Who did the Reds send? They sent their really good closer, Alexis Diaz. Oh, that's correct. I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. I mean, arguably you could have made a – the way the Reds are playing this season, you could have made an argument for a bunch of other players, but yeah. that's the one that I mean, baseball if, chose. If Ellie De La Cruz would have played more games earlier in the year, I think he'd be there. I mean, mm-hmm. that was the single best pickup in my fantasy team I've had all year. <laughs> like, because no one had him, and all of a sudden, I, he's they're like, oh, he's coming back from injury or whatever he was, was up. And <sighs> I picked him up, and Dude, just took me to new heights. That that Love he it. he basic that game in Milwaukee. He basically took over that game by stealing second, then third, then home. Home, I know, right? That was so cool to watch. I love to see it. You know, I, as a Guardians fan, yes, I am more of a Northern fan, but I also root on the Reds too. They're an Ohio-based team. I like all Ohio teams, uh, some more than others, sure, but um, definitely really cool to see. Uh, and, I mean, it's, it's like a fun time to be an Ohio sports fan right now because the Reds are good, the Guardians are good, the crew are doing good, the Blue Jackets have Adam Fantilli. It's just like yes. everything is just coming yeah. together, and it's just great to see. We have new uh, new colors for the for the Cleveland uh, Monsters. You know, pretty excited with that. Um, so something though. So transition back to hockey here a little bit. Something, though, that was not really an Ohio team, but they were affiliated with an Ohio team, the Columbus Blue Jackets. That is the Kalamazoo Wings out of Kalamazoo, Michigan, are no longer affiliated with the Columbus Blue Jackets. They are now affiliated with the Vancouver Canucks. So... This leave currently – now, they've only been um, the ECHL team affiliate for Blue Jackets for, like, the last two years. Yeah. So it's not like they've been here forever or, or, or anything. It's not like, you know, it, it's whatever, I guess. Um, I, I, I'm bummed to see it, you know. But, you know, business is business. I'm sure they got a good deal or something, I bet. Um, so – I actually have like a little uh, map here. This is a uh, this is the ECHL team map, and actually, let me bring up this page yet too. I have that. I'm not going to bring it up on camera, but um, yeah. So as you can see, so anyway, very often 
teams like to do their affiliates, like say the Cleveland Monsters. You know, they send up players to the Blue Jackets. Um, the Kalamazoo Wings sent players up to the Monsters, sent players up to the Blue Jackets here and there. You know, Jack Greaves was playing for them. I think Daniel Tarasov no, played. They both played for the Monsters. Yeah, never mind. Whatever. But like pa- Pavel Chayon, uh, you know, played for the um, Wings and, and whatnot. So, um, like I said, this leaves currently, this leaves um, the Columbus Blue Jackets without an ECHL affiliate. Um which it's not the end of the world um, by any means, but I'm the trying reason, to find them on this list. But, the, but more and more, it's been coming. Uh, it's becoming a pattern that more and more teams are having their minor league teams close by. You're cutting down on traveling. You're saving money, and then if you need someone, you know that they can get there in a reasonable time manner, and you don't have to worry about like calling someone up from like Florida and hoping missing a get, flight missing a flight or hoping that they get here on, on time. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, cause the blue jackets, they used to have their, my, their top mind like affiliate out in the Massachusetts with the Springfield Falcons. And that's right. not, not necessarily re- reliable that you can get them right away from Massachusetts. Now with the monsters, it's like, oh, I need someone. It's like, okay, no problem. Just a two-hour car ride down to Columbus, and you're there. It's there is no issues. And for some time now, a lot of people on the Blue Jackets fan community, especially on Twitter, have been the big thing for them is like, okay, we got the monsters up in Cleveland now. Let's get the Cyclones down in Cincinnati and just have <laughs> everything all in Ohio. Wow. Yeah. Get the- Basically, get the big cities in Ohio, Columbus, Cincinnati, Cleveland, get it all in there under one roof and keep it all there. So, you know, it's all there. You don't have to worry about some other place over there. And sure, you know, the walleye, that'd be cool if they had the Blue Jackets had that too, but the Red Wings have that. Right. Which I always thought was interesting that we had the Kalamazoo Wings in Michigan and then. The wings had the Toledo walleye, which is just, it was very interesting. I mean, just just interesting to me. Yeah, I, I thought and, it was funny. But. And I do think so. I you know, anyways, but um, so a lot of people say, "No, get Cincinnati, get Cincinnati," and that would have been, would have made sense, and I'm for it. But unfortunately, they went to the Rangers, which isn't. It's kind of out of the way. So out of the way, I'll yeah. Put- Left out of the way as to who picked up the Kalamazoo Wings, which is oh. the Vancouver Canucks. Oh God, yeah, that's like Isn't way like, over there. Like, like it must be like they just don't. They're not planning on bringing up anyone. I mean, to be fair, yes. like the Blue Jackets don't normally do that shit either until maybe no. the end of the year, you know. Um, and then even if then, because some they're sometimes they're in their own playoffs, and so like they want to keep some of their better players on their team, and so like. You know, but when you have a season like the Blue Jackets did with the uh, like a record-breaking man man games lost year for the Blue Jackets, um, you know, you, it was nice to have to to be able to bring up some of those players uh, and bring them up even to the monsters as well, from what right. I understand. Um, so you know, because like, uh, so I'll give you some examples here. Um, we talked about the Toledo Walleye um, are the Detroit Red Wings. 
uh, ECHL affiliate. Their AHL affiliate is the the Griffins, uh, Grand Rapids Griffins. So they have almost everything in Michigan because the Toledo is like we is like right on the Michigan border. So yeah. all their stuff makes sense. It's very close to each other. Yeah. Um, very interesting. So yeah, what I wanted to do was take a look around at other teams that would be very close to Ohio. So, um, there is the um, the Wheeling Nailers, which their logo looks like it could almost be a Las Vegas logo, logo, but their ECHL team is the Ghost Pirates. The um, it's Pittsburgh. Is it Pittsburgh? They feed into Pittsburgh. The Wheeling Nailers feed into Pittsburgh. No. Yes. Feed into Pittsburgh. Sorry. I was. Yes, right. I had to not finish that. And then the Wilkes Bar Scranton Penguins as well, too. Um, you so, know. Uh, so that one's out. The two, the ones, uh, the. The Indy Fuel, that would be a good one because that's close by, but they feed into the Blackhawks. Right. So then the, like in the comics there, um, I'm not sure. Some of these teams don't actually have an affiliate, do they? There's a couple that don't. And, like, um, for, and from a geographic standpoint, they, the, I mean, the Blue Jackets – Really, other than Toledo or Wheeling or one of the Indiana teams, they really don't have a lot of good options. They'd have to pick someone that's kind of out of the way. Right, right. And, you know, at that point, it, you know, it's just making it harder for the team. Now, you know, knock on wood, there's never a year like last year for them where they have to dip that far down into the depth, um, uh, so to speak. So, um yeah, dang. Um, so here's a few teams that do not have affiliates right now. Um, hold on, I'm not seeing what. Oh yeah, so the Fort Wayne Comets actually do not have an affiliate. Oh, there you that go. like, um, although Fort Wayne is not anywhere like close to Columbus. Well, kind compared of. to like California, it's close. Yeah. Yeah, but um, actually, hold on. I just totally lied. The Fort Wayne Comets are the Oilers. Oh, geez, that's not even yeah. close. Not even close. All right, Swamp Rabbits are taken by L.A. Idaho Steelheads, Indy Fuel, Iowa Heartlanders. Okay, so here is one to be determined. Um, the Jacksonville Icemen. Um. Do not have any affiliate. So, um, although that is in, like, it looks, to, it appears to be up by Daytona. I don't have an actual city for it, but it appears to be That's somewhere in northern Florida. I mean, kind of, you know, a flight back there and back isn't that long of a flight, but like, that's out of the way. Out of the way. Um, you know. For my own, if if the Blue Jackets had to pick a team that was like out of the way, I then I'd want the uh, Atlanta Gladiators just for sole the reason it'd be another joke that you can make that the Blue Jackets named after Union soldiers are owning Atlanta again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so that is a ECHL affiliate for the Nashville Predators. 
Yeah. And um, I can't read that. The Admirals from the AHL. Um, so one could one could wish. Um, <laughs> Rapid City Rush taking a Calgary, Reading Royals. Really, I think there's only that one team that uh, does not currently have an affiliate. I, I thought I was trying to match up the logos earlier. Yep, that's it. So, um, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 26, 27. Okay, so there's actually only 27 NHL affiliate teams. So some of these teams might have affiliates in like maybe like the OHL or maybe their players might play for different teams and not necessarily be like on an affiliate team. Like, like for instance, like what Jordan Demai played for the Halifax Mooseheads. And the Mooseheads are not an affiliate with the Blue Jackets. Um, but that is in like the Junior League, the QMJHL. Um, so, you know, Junior League, ECHL, it's not quite the same thing. Um, there's definitely like a little similarities, a little crossover. But no, the, the ECHL is like a, a, an adult league. And see, and it has happened before with the Blue Jackets where they don't have an ECHL affiliate, but they send some of their prospects to go play for ECHL tiers. Right, right. And that way they can get like contracts signed. They can make money during the season. Um, you know, otherwise, yeah, but uh, it makes sense. So that there is like four other teams other than the Blue Jackets that don't have affiliates. Um, off the top of my head, I'm trying to figure out who it is. Uh, the, um, the Oilers have one. I'm trying to do this on the fly real quick. I should have looked this up beforehand. Um, yeah, all those teams. Uh, it doesn't appear that Tampa Bay has a – oh, they do, the Solar Bears. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia. Well – I'll look at that later. <laughs> I don't want to spend too much time trying to just do that on the fly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's really one option currently, uh, you know, unless like, so, you know, the Kalamazoo Wings just signed with the Canucks. Maybe we could sneak another team away from another team. Um, you know, and part of why I think I find this so interesting and, and, and kind of important is the, is the amount of young prospects that the Blue Jackets have been cultivating and and how we keep that that going. And um, I just, you know, I want to see that system continue to go because, you know, once, you know, you don't want to end up in like a Penguins or Rangers uh, predicament where like you don't have, you don't have a prospect pool because you've had the same guys for the last decade. And now you don't really have much for prospects, and and now you don't have a win. You don't have a win now team anymore. You have a we won once team, and there's no one to bring up to back them up. So those teams that that have those kind of less prospect pools, they're gonna have to take the next few years to build it up, and then try to be another win now team in a few years, which is where the Blue Jackets are getting themselves to, you know. Um, 
so that's why it's very interesting to me. It's something that like I'm not like super concerned with. Like, oh no, it's not gonna, you know, we're never gonna function without an ECHL team. Yeah, it will be fine. But it's just something that would be a nice addition to see, you know, just for like the future and longevity of the Blue Jackets, like for more than just the next like two, three years, even. Um, right. But, um, and of course, the other news is that Damon Severson was in Columbus and met with the Columbus media, and he got to see Nationwide Arena, the locker room, and he got to see his new Blue Jackets jersey and put it on. And you see the pictures yeah. and videos, and it was pretty damn cool. That was pretty cool. Excuse me. Uh, he, yeah. he watched the video of him getting his jersey, and he just loved it. He's like, can I put it on? He's like, yeah, go put it on. Nothing will ever um, get me quite as much as when Jordan Dumai put his jersey on, and he like the first thing I did was like kiss the logo. David Yurichek. Was it Yurichek? David Yurichek. When he got drafted. Yes. David Yurichek. When his name got announced, he got drafted by the Blue Jackets. He walks up to the stage, you know, shake, you know, says shakes like Yarmo's hand, JD's hand, and everyone else's hand. And then they give him the jersey. He puts it on, and he picks up the jer- you know, the jersey, and you know, he kisses it. <laughs> I can appreciate it, man. It's good to see people excited. I mean, yeah, he probably would have been happy for any NHL team, but it's just nice to see people being excited for here. Got to kill that that people don't want to play here narrative because well, see, you know, I've talked literally. The, Columbus is literally one of the nicest cities I've ever been in um there's no city in the south that compares to columbus as far as being nice and clean the people are friendly and amazing being nice and clean (laughs) like that's a big thing to me like because like comparing columbus and cleveland like cleveland's kind of grimy oh it's a steel it's a steel town right you know so there's factories industries around more and so you know on that narrative yeah well see and i and i've said this on the show before and i'll say it again which is that whole derp no one wants to play in columbus narrative was stupid to begin with and not true i mean considering the fact that the blue jackets and crew have gotten people to come play there over the years and ohio state gets people from like california and florida to come oh my god right so it's like clearly that's not a thing that yeah all the sports teams in columbus have figured out and like, a way to get people to come to Columbus. And Cam Atkinson still lives here in the summer. Right. You know, that's that to me speaks volumes. Like to be fair, I mean his his best friends are also here. You yeah. know, the people he grew up with. He was he was drafted by the Blue Jackets. So he spent his entire career here. Um was sad to see him go. That's actually going to be something interesting too. So um, on the the Blue Jackets home opener, it's going to be the first time Cam Atkinson has been back to NWA since uh, he was traded uh, um, because since he spent all of last season recovering. Right. Um, That's a, so. and, and like I've always seen, like I looked at like Ohio State recruiting class, and I remember years ago I looked at like they got a dude from Idaho. Like okay, like you know it again. It just kind of. What does some dude yeah. out of Ohio, uh, from Idaho know about like Ohio State and just Ohio in, in general? So again, it just kind of proves the whole dirt. No one wants to go to Columbus and just stupid because if Ohio State can pull some dude out of Idaho or like California 
or Florida to come up. And like the Blue Jackets and crew have gotten people to come to Columbus over the years. It's just, it's just well, good. and then, you know, the like not even to go into the other professional sports teams. I mean, Cleveland Cavaliers, anyone? Yeah. Like, look at some of that talent that has stuck around for a long time. Uh, love me some Kevin Love, you know. Um, yeah. So, you know, just a little side note there to kill it. Um, so speaking of people signing and not signing, so we talked about this before on a previous episode, but I wanted to bring up that still Tim Bernie has not signed that qualifying offer he received. So he is still a restricted free agent, but he is not a signed player at the moment. I'm not sure why. I'd like to know why. When I find out why, I'll let y'all know. Yeah. But, you know, till then, I'm just here scratching my head. Like, he received a qualifying offer. I don't know where that he goes from here since he's restricted. Like, are, is his manager just trying to maybe get some more money for him? Like, re, like redoing an offer? Like, you know. No, I mean, so, basically, it goes like this. Is I mean, so right now, he can't really go. I mean, well, I shouldn't say. I was about to say he can't really go anywhere. I shouldn't say that. He can't. But the Blue Jackets have his rights now because they gave him the offer. So the Blue Jackets really kind of control that. So, like, hypothetically speaking, like, if he didn't want to play, the Blue Jackets could trade him, and but they traded his rights to someone, and then that team would sign him, whatever. The other thing, and this happened with when the Blue Jackets had Lucas Sedlak is that Lucas said, like, a good third-line, fourth-line guy. He helped the Monsters win the, the Calder Cup, and he was a good third-line, fourth-line guy for the Blue Jackets. And when he was a restricted free agent, the Blue Jackets gave him his gave him an offer, and because of they kept his rights. Sedlak didn't play for the Blue Jackets. He went to go play over in Russia. But because the Blue Jackets gave him his qualifying offer, that meant that they kept his rights and that if Lucas Sedlak ever came back to the NHL, the Blue Jackets would get first dibs at, at signing him. Yeah. A smart move. And sure enough, he came back to the NHL. The Blue Jackets didn't sign him, but they got the first shot at trying to sign him because they gave him that deal. So that may be another thing with maybe with Tim Burning, some hypothetical scenario that maybe you give him the offer and he chooses not to play, he goes somewhere else. But if he comes back, the Blue Jackets will have the, the first shot at signing them because they gave him the qualifying offer. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see what happens there. Tim Burning's, uh, you know, he, he was valuable this last season with all the injuries we had. Um, I think with the with the extra signings of, of Severson, Severson, Provorov, um, already having good Branson, Baranski, um, I think that what we've talked about previously, that, you know, the spots might be a little harder to, to find here and there. Um, so we might see, and maybe that's one thing too, he played a lot of NHL hours, uh, uh, minutes, I mean, uh, this last year, and maybe maybe he's trying to not go as much down to the monsters. Well, there's many different th reasons and possibilities to it. Uh, I, for one, would love to see Tim Burney stick around, um, you know, and, and 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 
sign the qualifying offer, uh, see him next year uh, a few times in the NHL, and unfortunately, probably, not unfortunately, the Monsters are a good team, um, but, you know, maybe not quite getting as many NHL minutes with everyone being healthy next year, knock on, knock on wood. Um, so, you know, love you, Tim Bernie. want to see you play some more. Hope you do. You know, but if you're looking for some more, uh, for whatever, you know, I understand too. I guess, you know, uh, it's a uh, hockey is a business as the ECHL move proved. So something interesting, something interesting. Um, so another, another little, little bit of news that I want to talk about something really fun. Um, dude, maybe, you know, more about this than me. I, my notes are, I didn't finish my notes. Uh, the Stanley cup came into town. Mm-hmm. Um, that was due to a um, an Ohioan. Do you know what his name was? I feel so bad. No, but I know you're getting it. Basically, because he worked for Vegas and they won the Stanley Cup, so you get a Stanley Cup for the day. And he's from Columbus, so he brought the Stanley Cup back to Columbus. Yeah, I'm trying to find uh, info on it real quick, but I'm not really finding anything on the on the fly. So, you know. Pretty cool, pretty neat. Uh, would have loved to have seen it in person. I would love to see it even more in our possession one day. I mean, it's been 23 years. <laughs> hey, hopefully, it's not another 23. That's all. This town deserves it. All right, let's talk about something real fun, though, for a bit. All right, so. Um, once again, not affiliated with the Blue Jackets, blah, blah, blah. but on their the Blue Jackets official Twitter, they had these little um, like cards or like little photographs that uh, about like meet meet the prospects, where they asked them, you know, what's your favorite hockey movie? What's your spirit animal? What's your most used emoji? And the three things you would bring with you to a deserted island. Um, you know, we see a lot of these during the season, like they do like the little up, uh, videos uh, in between periods. Like at the at the rink, um, or at NWA during games, and so Kevin, I wanted to ask you uh, if you had a <coughs> excuse me, hold on. Oh wow, I don't know what happened there. <coughs> if you had a um, a number, an NHL number, what number would you be? 65 because I have a Blue Jackets jersey that has 65 on it and it says UB soldiers on it. I wanted Union Blue soldiers on it, but it, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't fit. So I had to do UB soldiers and 65 is my good friend Mask. He suggested 65 as in 1865, the year the Union <laughs> Army won the Civil War. Wow, that's a that's a lot of meaning behind your number. <laughs> Mine would be thirteen. Yep, yep. I've always been number thirteen. That's just, that's just how it is. It's uh, grade school. And of course, another feature on the of course that jersey that I have also has the C, the captain C on it, and the oh, reason, nice. and the, there's more meaning behind that is because my great grandpa times four, uh, John L. Pitts from Ohio fought for the union army and he was a corporal. Nice. So, so I, the C's there. What is your favorite hockey movie? I haven't, haven't 
Well, no. <laughs> See, the thing is, is I really don't pay attention to movies. If it's not like the Blue Jackets or a couple other things, I probably haven't seen it. In terms of hockey movies, I haven't sat down and watched an entire hockey movie. I've seen bits and pieces of like the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Which ones do you think give you the best vibe that you might want to watch? You ever like like heard of Miracle and stuff like that? Oh yeah, yeah. So like I think you know Miracle that'd be a good one. I know the bits and pieces that I've seen of Mighty Ducks years ago. Yeah. Good, but you know. Generally speaking, asking me about like movies is not the greatest thing to do because I can't really help you with that. I know, but it's on the little card thing here. I had to ask. So, you know, I, I said Miracle Out Loud because that's I love the Mighty Ducks. Obviously, my my name here is Hefty Duck. I have you can't see it, but I have a original Ducks jersey, like the Mighty Ducks jersey hanging up behind me um, and, you know, with Conway on it. I love the Mighty Ducks, but. Miracle, just it's it's a true story. It happened. It's got such a cool, cool vibe to it. Absolutely wonderful movie. I can definitely recommend that to anybody. Um, very awesome. Um, then there's a slap shot, right? I think it was, or is it slap shot with the with like the brothers who were like going around beating everyone up? That's a funny one. Um, all right, on to the next then. What is your spirit animal? I don't even know if I have one to tell you the truth. I'm just kind of just eh, me. Yeah. Well, that sounds like something like a um, yeah, like a turtle might say. <laughs> just laying around your heat lamp, like I'm just me, dude. Well, I guess, though, the closest thing to that is a pig. And the reason is, is I grew up okay. watching uh, the Babe movie. Like, I Hell was, yeah. Oh, God. Pig. Oh, God. That was so fucking cool. And, like, that really got, when I was, like, really young, I remember watching that. And that was cool and shit. And I really got into pigs because of that. And I had this, yeah. like, pig collection of stuffed animal pigs of, like, over, like, 100. And I had a pig pillow that I slept on for like <laughs> years and shit because of that. So awesome. now that I'm thinking about it, I guess it's a, yeah, I guess they're, it's they're a known pig. to be pretty smart. You know, um, no. And people use pigs to clean up the land. Yeah. They because, really do. They'll poop it out and make it better. Right. Cause the pigs are good. They're, they dig the root and they dig out all the dead grass and the weeds and all that sort of stuff. And then they eat the bugs and the roots and the grass, you know, poop and pee on it. And then, like he said, it just comes back better. <laughs> so people do use pigs for, for that as well. Hell yeah. Um, so for me, I think I would have to choose, you know, partially because of the hair color. I've always really liked foxes. I like that they're sly they kind of slink around i like it and uh, of course they're we have similar color uh hair <laughs> so i always love uh I, I just like foxes a lot i think they're pretty neat that's what i would totally be if i my spirit animal uh just hopping around all day all right so i already know the answer to this one kevin what is your most used emoji i know what it is it's the thumbs up. <laughs> but 
It's like your red notification. It's like the notification that you read it, though. Like, like that's what I always take it as. <laughs> hey, I read this. Just to let you know. Like, <laughs> thumbs up, right? Yeah, yeah, there's some truth. So, so here's the thing. Like, it, it kind of depends. If like, if I get a message to something, and if I like it, I'll just do thumbs up. That's it. Like, you know, whatever. But if like, and and I have used the thumbs up emoji and like tweets and stuff. But like yeah. generally speaking, if 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 we if we are just talking about like making tweets and using emojis that way, then the answer to that question is like there's a blue heart or a smiley face that I like to use. But so there, you know, there's that. If we're if we're talking about using like a tweet, tweeting something out, then that's what I would use. But you are right, Hefty Duck is. I do use the thumbs and like, you know, in the group, in DMs, I do use the thumbs up you know, because there's the, you click the, the message and there's the reactions of different emojis. You can pick to react to it. Yeah. And generally speaking, I do pick the thumbs up for that. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, I'd have to say my most um, used emoji would have to be the, the tilting smiley that's like laughing and crying. Yeah, I like the tilting one. It's a little more intense than the one that's just kind of straight up and down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, all right. So some of the prospects had a similar answer on this one. And um, this is uh, what three things would you bring with you to a deserted island? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, a gun. Got to defend yourself. And... Uh, Probably a little bit of food and maybe like a tent or something. All right, I can dig that. I saw some, I saw some answers that were very similar. Um, this is one I agree with wholeheartedly. You're on an island, so a fishing rod, yeah. right? A little bit of fishing rod, maybe like you know stuff that comes with fishing. Um, and then, uh, then uh, you know, some people said food, a friend uh beach chairs uh adam fantilius was get this gavin brindley a speaker and beach chairs so he just wants to chill with the bro on the beach i can dig it that's so uh it's adorable he, he chose he he said gavin brindley because gavin brindley said water food and a friend so he did say a friend it was not fully reciprocated though i, I thought that was funny um William Whitelaw said his phone, a toothbrush, and sunglasses. Uh, my family, unlimited food, and my hockey stick. Andrew Straithman. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, this is cute. Luca Pinelli says, Tyler Pedal, a purifier straw, and a boat. And Tyler Pedal says, Luca Pinelli, a kayak, and a jackknife. I like that he called it a jackknife. That's not a common term anymore, except for when a semi truck does it. But it's just a pocket, a folding pocket knife. That's all it means. Um, so, with all those, I mean, there's a couple more. I don't want to just blatantly steal some Blue Jackets content. Go check it out yourself on their Twitter yeah. uh, at Blue Jackets NHL, not affiliate with us. Um, but yeah, I would say a fishing rod. Um, I think like a magnifying glass for starting fires, right? 
And there's other ways you can start fires, like matches or whatever. But like a magnifying, well, what if it breaks? Yeah. All right. So never mind. Just rubbing some sticks together for that one. All right. So a fishing rod. Um. A good book. <laughs> and um. And uh, fishing rod, a good book, and man, what else? But what I would I even like care to have with me? So many things I can think of. I'm gonna go with the tent. Seems pretty basic. Fishing rod, a book, and a tent. <laughs> or I'll switch out the book for uh, for a pocket knife. I like the pocket knife idea. At least like something. Maybe machete. <laughs> Maybe. But it's just funny. Like I said, go check those out uh, over at the Blue Jackets uh, account. They're they're pretty funny. Um, I will read this one real quick because I thought this was funny. Uh, uh, Aiden Hreshuk, um said his spirit animal is a flying squirrel. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure how that translates to hockey, <laughs> but maybe a squirrel would be a flying squirrel would be good at hockey. I don't know. Anyway, just thought that was something fun, something funny. I figured I'd ask you what you would bring. But that's all I have for today. So if there's anything you want to add, uh, feel free to add. So this past June was the 26th year and 26th year, 26 years of the world learning that Columbus was getting a hockey team. Yeah. And of course, that hockey team became the Blue Jackets. And People, you know, read the book, The Columbus Chill Factor, good book about the hockey history of Columbus, and it tells a story about how the Blue Jackets came to Columbus. And in that book, you learn the dirty tricks that Ohio State did to try and keep the Blue Jackets from coming to Columbus. And you learn that Mr. Mack and a whole bunch of other people were not only fighting Ohio State, they were fighting the Columbus media, they were fighting the state government of Ohio, just all this unnecessary bullshit that they had to fight to get the Blue Jackets to come to Columbus. But nonetheless, they fought through that and they got it done. And to those people, I say thank you because you made Columbus a much better place. You knew Columbus was awesome, but you knew Columbus could be better. It didn't just have to be, you know, just about, you know, Ohio State. No, you saw something better than that. You bringing the Blue Jackets to Columbus has made Columbus a much better place to where it started an economic boom that's worth bil- that's worth billions and billions of dollars, not just to Columbus economy, but also the state of Ohio economy. You're yeah. talking a transformation that turned a really bad area to a really good area. Not only the Columbus area, but then the Cleveland area with the monsters. Like, sure, they had the barons forever ago, but they really made it something different. They did. You know, where the Blue Jackets are, it used to be not a good area, but the Blue Jackets come to Columbus, and now it is just an outstanding area to be with restaurants and bars and stores and hotels. Yeah. And so it doesn't have to be hockey season. There's so much shit to do there. I mean, it's a great place to go see concerts because, like, you can go get a drink beforehand, go get some food so you can drink without getting sicker. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's just so cool. I love the area down there. And and not only that, 
but the Blue Jackets eventually, because they said all the stuff that eventually comes, and then now we have the Clippers downtown Columbus. Yeah. We have the crew downtown Columbus. And all of this is possible because the Blue Jackets came to Columbus because of Mr. Mack and the people that he worked with to make this happen. And sometimes, thank you, Mr. Mack. Thank you, Mr. Mack. Thank you. Love you forever. Appreciate you. You made Columbus a much better place. And sometimes we need people in this world that can look at something and say, yeah, that's pretty cool, but I can make it better. <laughs> and that's what, that's what Mr. Mack did. And for fighting for it, because and like, dude, dude you know, you go up against the OSU machine and, and there's, there's donors, there's the whole, I mean, there, that's a, a huge organization and, it was nothing against them in the first place. I don't know why they took such offense by it. Like they're mm -hmm. just, they have the only, they have only child syndrome. Yep. You know, that's just what it is. They, they did not want, you know, other like little siblings, so to speak, coming into town uh, and, and try to take any other spotlight. Like, come on, dude, Ohio state football is one of the biggest single biggest things in Ohio. Yep. No one's stealing the spotlight from you. Mm -hmm. Like, Yep. You know, like just because, like, if there was a a game at the blue at, at NWA and at the shoe, which has happened before, um, at the same time, there's going to be fans at both. Yep, yep, there is. Like, I mean, maybe some Blue Jackets fans might be over there, and maybe like a couple OSU fans might be over there, but it's like it's not because like of any reason. Yep, other than like. That just because some fans like both teams doesn't mean that they're like giving anything less to a, the other team. Right, right. It's okay to like more than one team, yep. Ohio State. Yeah. Like, damn. State. And this is the thing is that, you know, and we both said this on the show is that we both like Ohio State. But the thing that upsets us and frustrates us is all their stupid little bullshit and shenanigans that they've done over the years to the blue jackets and how they treated them just terribly. And that when you call this out in public and on social media, a lot of people, they're so blinded by the Ohio state Kool-Aid that they just don't understand it. And they freak out like, Oh my God, why are you calling out Ohio state? You hate them and this and that. And it's like, no, 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 I'm sorry. We don't. I love them. I'm just being critical because that's, well, I, like that's just like a big organization. You have yeah. to be critical of them at some point. They're not perfect. No, you know, there's not perfect people working for them. No, and that's the thing is, and that's my basic point that I always point out on social media or in person, which is they're not the rainbows and sunshine that people make them out to be. They've done some shitty things, and and one of those things was they worked with the state government of Ohio to try and use taxpayer money to stop the Blue Jackets from coming to Columbus. You know, where the, the shot, where they play men's hockey and the basketball teams play, that was built to stop Nationwide Arena from happening. And uh, along the way, over the years, they do these, like, little petty-ass shit that is just so mean and rude to the Blue Jackets. And it's like, why? Why do you do this? The Blue Jackets go out of your way to support you. And you're mean to them. That's just not necessary. A credit, you know, I have to give a credit to them just a little bit, is that, you know, they've been a little bit more supportive of, of the Blue Jackets in the past, um, in more recent times. 
it's good to see. But I think part of that is it's more of a PR thing because they know that they've been so shitty to the Blue Jackets that you're like, oh, shit, we can't do this anymore. We have to make it look like that we actually like them. And it's a credit to Nadine Muzzerall, the head coach for Ohio State's women's hockey team. She has been a big supporter of the Blue Jackets. She's been to Blue Jacket games. She was at the development camp that the Blue Jackets just I had. I saw that. I thought that was really neat. So, like, credit and to you, Nadine Muzzerall. That just needs a little bit more symbi- symbiosis. Yeah, just a little bit of you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Or even just don't be negative towards them in yep. certain aspects. And I'm yep. not just talking about the the outdoors game. That's 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 a, a part of it. hundred percent is and whatever it is. But there's yeah, go read the chiller the 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 Columbus Chill book. Yep, it's it would be very eye opening to to some people who who like yes, I mean I support. The Buckeyes. Uh, my favorite thing about the Ohio State Buckeyes is actually the Ohio State marching band. Yep. I love it. And 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 how cool would it be be to see something like them? Like I don't know, do like anything over at the Blue Jackets? Like at all? Like I don't know, dude. It's it's frustrating to me too. It's I definitely like, get what you're saying. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Is just, you know, we like Ohio State, but we're calling them out because we want them to be better, and we don't want them being mean to the Blue Jackets, especially when they've gone out of their way and supported them over the years. You know, I've said this many times on the show that there's multiple examples where the Blue Jackets have gone out of their way to have Ohio State nights, have the band come over, have invite the hockey teams over. Ohio State hockey is played at Nationwide Arena. And, you know, they've done all when the, the, the Ohio State won the national championship game. And football years ago, they put they bought an ad in the Columbus Dispatch congratulating them. And they've had Urban Meyer over for Blue Jackets games and all this other stuff. And it's like, great. But then generally speaking, they don't like get anything. They get spit, yeah. spit in their face. And it's just like, this is not well, comparing it to another professional sports organization well another an actual not just a college ncaa organization an actual professional organization with the crew and comparing their relationship with with the blue jackets it's just you know i tell you what you're saying but um, no you're right because you look at every other ohio sports team they support the blue jackets and they're not dirty to them they don't they're not mean or rude to them. Or if anything, they just ignore them. Like, I don't think the Browns would have ever posted anything about the Blue Jackets. I mean, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, yeah. then again, like, like what, what? why would they? They're a football team in a different city. Right. Like, See, they, have, they have the all, – all the Cleveland teams have been supportive of the Blue Jackets. All oh. the Cincinnati teams have been supportive of the Blue Jackets. Crew and Clippers have been supportive. Ohio State is just doing this weird, like one foot in, one foot out sort of thing. It's like, do we want to support them today or do we want to be mean well, to them? I mean, just if, if any, at all possible, if anyone gets this like message by any means, here's a message for you, OSU. They're here, they've been here, not going anywhere. Get so easy. you just got to get used to it. Either like, you know, be nicer about it or what. But so I have a couple of things that you wanted to show yet too. I do. I do. So um, the first one uh, 
it's a picture for me with David Savard back when he was with the Blue Jackets. So That's awesome. I love Savard. I was always yeah. a little sad when he had, you know, went. Yeah. So here's the story behind this. So uh, January 2000, well, back it up. So in December 2019, uh, my dad got laid off from his job and he didn't want to do it, but he kind of really had no choice. But part of the deal was if he agreed to get laid off, he, he, he'd get a severance package. Oh, uh, yeah. Right, so, right. This typical type stuff, yeah. So, all right. So he agreed to get laid off. He took the severance package, and he used some of that money to take me on a big <laughs> Ohio trip. And we went Hell to Cincinnati, yeah. and we went to Columbus for Blue Jackets games and Ohio State hockey. Then we went up to Canton for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And All was cool. That's really close to me. If you ever come up that way ever again, let me know. Yeah. That's like 20 minutes, half hour from me. Perfect. But but point being, like, we just did this real big Ohio trip, and it was a lot of fun. And it was January 2020 when we did it. And that picture right there is from one of the Blue Jackets games I went to. Madigan, uh, O'Brien says, hey, uh, I think you like a lot of our stuff. Thank you, by yeah, the way. Madigan, uh, let's see, got to meet Kevin at a CBJ game this season. It was great to meet you. Thank you, Madigan, for your kind words. Awesome. Great to meet you as well. Um, but it was January 2020, and one of the Blue Jackets games I was at, it was on a Thursday, and the Blue Jackets beat the Carolina Hurricanes 3-2. to two, And, you know, the Blue, as everyone knows, if the Blue Jackets win, they – interview a player after the game and you can get like your picture taken with them. And it yeah. just so happened that the blue jackets won that game three to two and David Savard was the player that got interviewed that day. So sure. as soon as he was nice. done, I walked up into up to him and said, can I get my picture? And he said, yeah. So I got my picture taken with him. And so yeah. that's the story. Is that blue jackets coat. It is. That looks dope. I like okay. that a lot. So here's the story about the coat is <laughs> um, October, 2014, I was there for the home opener and uh, I didn't see it, but my mom snuck it on me where she got that coat and she got it, gave it to my aunt Sue who gave it to me for Christmas. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. That's um, cool. cool. Um, and so that's real. You know, so that's the story behind uh, that that pick. And like, I wear that coat like crazy because it's just a damn good jacket. It's like perfect for like winter because like it is hefty. Uh, it's perfect for winter, and you can wear it just to, you know, all the time during the winter. And it's just like you know, perfect. And I've worn it to Blue Jackets games many times during the winter, and it's it's just perfect. It's right. a great jacket. <laughs> That's next awesome. week, next week on the show, I'll pull it out so people can see it. <laughs> all right, all right. But, um, yeah. So there's something else you wanted to show yet too. Yes, I'd be happy yes. to put this up here for you. So, um, for anyone who hasn't heard Kevin talk about it yet, with his uh, Union Blue Soldiers, he does a march for the uh, home opener this year, October 12th, against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah. Um, they will be doing a march from uh, our bar to NWA, which is not a very far walk at all. But, you know, it's something fun. So here, here's a video of that, and you guys can all check it out.
So as you saw right there, there was the video, and here's the for audio listeners. For our, for our yeah. audio listeners, there's there was the video. Here's the context behind that: is uh, that was a video from the October 2019 March that we did, and it was a lot of fun. As you saw in the video, we had a big group of people show up, and we were even on TV that day. As uh, Clay Hall from ABC Six News was there, and he put us on. He interviewed me and my mom actually before the march. And uh, he put it and, you know, the march started and he put, you know, he had the TV camera. We were live on TV that day, he put the march on TV mm -hmm. and, you know, it was great to see. And that was one of the best marches I've, I've ever had. It was a lot of fun. It was loud. It was on TV and it was just so cool. So, oh yeah, well, hopefully they keep going. Fun. Hopefully this one's bigger and better than the last. And then, then there also is one on the final game of the season as well. So, um, yeah. we'll, I mean, we'll talk about it more when it's closer, I'm yeah, sure. So, like, generally to, speaking, you know, so I did do one for the final game of the, se the season last season. That was a lot of fun, too. Generally speaking, though, I only, I've only i done it for the home opener, and I've done it for the playoffs if the Blue Jackets make the playoffs, and they've been a lot of fun. But uh, you're right, though, Hefty Duck. So this upcoming October 12th, Thursday, October 12th, 2023, I'm doing another March. Come join me and every fellow Blue Jackets fans for our march. We're marching on to Nationwide Arena to cheer on the Blue Jackets. It's a lot of fun. People bring flags and signs and people do the CBJ, Let's Go Jackets chants. And it's, you know, it's a lot of fun. And the last two, last two times the Blue Jackets have done it with me and it's just, you know, a lot of fun. So join Union Blue Soldiers and the rest of the Blue Jackets fans to for our march as we're marching on to Nationwide Arena to cheer on our beloved team in Union Blue, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Check it out. Be there. Well, excellent. Was there anything else that you want to talk about real quick? I'll just finish up my summary of what basically is basically thank you, Mr. Mack, for everything that you've done because you helped make Columbus a much better city. It was already cool, but you made it even cooler because you saw something in Columbus that maybe other people didn't see, which is it can be more than just an Ohio State town, which is proven to be correct, which is it's Blue Jackets, it's crew, it's Clippers, and, you know, all of the big-time events are coming to Columbus now, whether that be sports or movies or comic book conventions, bodybuilding, political events, and so much more. It's all coming to Columbus if you're going to Ohio, all the big time events now are coming to Columbus. And Mr. Mack, you played a big role in making that happen. So yeah. thank you. So thank you. I'm forever grateful for you. So thank you. Hell yeah. I love Mr. Mack, my man. Super awesome how the Blue Jackets have honored him too with the banner and the and the building and everything. Yeah. And the McConnells and everything. So the original Excellent. the the original third jerseys, uh, the original Canon third jerseys, because the, the style has changed slightly over the years. But the original third jersey, the Canon third jerseys, had Mr. Mack's initials on the collar of the jersey oh, nice. as, as a tribute to him. And I have, I thought that was so cool, and I had to get that. So I have one of the Blue Jackets third jerseys that have Mr. Mack's initials on it. Because now, um, 
Now the third jerseys, they don't have his initials on it, but it was a one-time tribute to Mr. Mack for his initials on the third jerseys. Right on, man. Well, I think that's about all we have for the episode today. A little over time. That's quite all right. It's been a nice night for a podcast. Thanks, yeah. everyone, for joining us. Uh, thank you again, Matt O'Brien, for the comment during uh, during the show. Always love to see the support uh, on Twitter as well. Um, we appreciate everyone out there who has given us support. Um, you know, if the easiest and most freest way to do that is to leave a like, uh, you know, subscribe on YouTube, whatever, you know, like us on Facebook and blah, 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 all the socials. Um, you know, we really appreciate all that stuff because, um, you know, we, we, we do this for fun. And, and but it's also really nice to, to know like that. We're not just talking to no one. Uh, so we very much appreciate it. Um, but, uh, yeah. That's the beautiful thing about what the Blue Jackets fan community has is that they're very supportive. And if you have an idea that they like, they will support you and go like crazy and support you hard. Yeah. And like everyone's been so friendly. I mean, there's some toxic people out there too. I just meet them usually, but you know, it's whatever. That's how that, that's everyone's allowed to be a fan the way they want to. But if you're going to, you know, I say that, but then if, if you're going to put it out there publicly, negativity, like you expect to get bitched yeah. at by possibly yeah. me, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but I've seen, I mean, I've been, I've seen it. I've seen the, the support benefit many people, I call good friends of mine, and I've seen it personally for me. So listen, that's the good thing I like about what the Blue Jackets fan community has is that if there's an idea out there and they like it, they will support you hard like crazy and just go balls to the wall. Yeah. Well, this has been an episode of the Brew Jackets brought to you by me and Kevin, me being Lance, a happy duck. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we may be doing some possible like extra little live streams throughout the week. We might be doing, you know, some more after dark. So keep an eye out on our Twitter um for more information for something like that um you know we've got some more fun things in the works now i just want to tease this very slightly just a tiny bit yeah this is episode 47 in five episodes well in five weeks we'll have been doing the show for a one full year exactly because we've been doing a show a week and 52 weeks would be uh, a year and so um I am planning on doing a small giveaway. Very small, nothing huge. Not Mr. Moneybags over here, but um, keep an eye out for it. I'm not going to tell you what I'm giving away just yet, but um, it'll be it'll be something you know, probably Blue Jackets related, of course. Um, but just keep an eye out, just teasing it a little bit right now. Um, I'll be posting about that soon. Um, but otherwise, this has been the Brew Jackets. Thank you all for listening, for watching, uh, supporting us, and we will see you here in a week. Yes. CBJ, CBJ, CBJ. You're not going to join me? Okay, okay. Don't don't end it yet. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. CBJ, CBJ. <laughs>